With the MLB All-Star Game happening this evening, we'll do a State of the Union-style address with regards to baseball. The Milwaukee Bucks, they try to even things up at two against the Phoenix Suns as they get ready to play Game 4 of the NBA Finals tomorrow night at the Fiserv Forum. And USA Basketball is making all kinds of news on the sporting front probably in the wrong fashion. We'll talk about those three things and more. It is the Tuesday edition of the 414 Sports Podcast presented by Soul Boxer, and it starts right now. Welcome in once again. It's the Tuesday edition of the 414 Sports Podcast on this Tuesday, July 13th. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in and checking us out, whether you do so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. Glad to have you on board on this Tuesday. And before we get started, as always, we want to thank Soul Boxer, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere whether it's the brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, or the Manhattan, they are all crafted to remain true to their supper club origins. You can find Soul Boxer wherever you pick up your favorite libations and have some on hand tonight as Major League Baseball gets set to present its All-Star game. And of all the All-Star games, Major League Baseball probably has the most competitive one out there. It's usually the most enjoyable from a competitive standpoint, than any of the others, when I say others, I'm talking about basketball, football, and hockey, baseball does still have the most competitive contest when it comes to an all-star game. So as we sit at the proverbial break, let's talk about some of the things baseball can do to help better itself moving forward. One of the things they can do, they are already trying to, and at least going into this evening's game, and that's really put Shoei Otani out there, the the phenom, for lack of a better way of saying it, with the Angels. And when you think about Otani, the fact that he will pitch tonight and he will be the leadoff hitter for the American League, that that's rarefied air. An athlete, as far as baseball goes, in that caliber, that's rarefied air. Now, we've seen athletes pull double duty. Bo Jackson did it. Deion Sanders did it, just to name two. And Otani is basically pulling double duty within the same sport because, obviously, he's pitching and now hitting, at least as far as the All-Star game goes tonight, and not as far as just the All-Star game goes. He's been doing it all season and been doing it at an incredibly high level. Baseball needs to figure out a way to market itself around athletes as such. And I know Stephen A. Smith got into a little bit of hot water with his remarks regarding Otani. And quite honestly, it, it's irrelevant from a marketing standpoint whether or not somebody like Otani speaks fluid English. 
Just because he has an interpreter doesn't mean he doesn't create or have that sense of marketability. Bo Jackson did not give a lot of interviews. Bo Jackson just went out and dazzled us on the field. That's what Otani is doing. If Nike or Adidas were to able to create an ad campaign around him, his popularity would rise, and it has nothing to do with the language barrier. People, and I'm paraphrasing off of something I heard this morning, people would really like to just see what happens on the field. They're not necessarily always concerned about the other stuff. If a company comes in and markets correctly, well, all of a sudden their stardom explodes and it has nothing to do with sitting down and giving the media interviews. So baseball, again, has probably one of the most diverse lineups from one end of the country to the other of any major league sporting organization. Baseball has so many positives if they would just figure out how to market themselves correctly. You have two of the greatest players in baseball today playing on the same team, Otani and Mike Trout. Now, I know Trout has been hurt, but he will be back in the second half, and you'll have these two phenoms on the same team. I for the life of me, cannot figure out why Major League Baseball struggles so mightily while every other sport seemingly does it much better than what baseball does. So hopefully baseball, because not only the two I mentioned, you watch the All-Star game tonight, there are some very, very talented athletes that will be participating even after some Major League Baseball players have opted out of playing in the All-Star game. Those that replace are still at such a high caliber. Again, tonight's contest should be highly entertaining from a competitive standpoint. Baseball's got to do a better job of marketing itself. Secondly, baseball is doing one thing, at least in my opinion, correctly, and that is Rob Manford reported today in his talk with the media that he thinks two rules that were implemented during the pandemic are going to be rescinded. And that is, number one, after this season, we will not be putting a runner on second base in extra innings, that the game will just proceed like it had for years and years and years prior to it. Secondly, it looks as if we're going to see another change that I think is also important, and that is the seven-inning doubleheader is going by the wayside as well. So again, both of those rules were enacted because of the pandemic. Completely understandable. Trying to get through the season last year, trying to get things up and running this year, I understand why they were in place. And I also understand why Major League Baseball now wants to do away with them. So congratulations, at least on baseball's part, for getting back to normal as we move into next year. So what seemed apparently gimmicky, has now been or will be rectified. So we'll see again that runner on second base and extra innings and the seven-inning doubleheader going by the wayside as the season moves forward. So again, the Brewers tonight have five participants in the All-Star game. And as we talked about the other day, when's the last time the Milwaukee Brewers had four pitchers participating in an All-Star game? That, that, to me, is just simply amazing. And so, hopefully, 
the game will be competitive. Hopefully people will tune in, even it's to see Otani uh, lead off uh, the hitting order and then also taking the mound in that first inning. But whatever it is that draws people in, hopefully people re-engage with the Major League All-Star game because, as I said, of the four major professional athletic organizations in our country, I think they still have the best All-Star game of the four that coming up tonight all right let's step aside take a quick little break and on the other side of the break we have a milwaukee bucks team that's getting ready to try and even the score so to speak down at the five serve forum tomorrow night let's talk some playoff basketball right after this All right, once again, NBA Finals Game 4 coming up tomorrow as the Bucks try and even the series at 2 and maintain their sense of home court advantage and heading back to Phoenix, hopefully again with a, a 2-2 draw and make things even out as both teams now vying for that coveted NBA championship. And obviously it's going to center around Giannis. Giannis has been nothing shy of spectacular. In game two in the loss, he went for 42 points and 12 rebounds. And in the win in game three, he goes for 41 and 13. So again, as we talked about yesterday, Giannis, unbelievable, especially coming off the hyper-extended knee. And as we talked about previously, what's necessary going into these games is a a strong Drew Holiday, and a strong Chris Middleton. Well, you got a strong Drew Holiday in Game 3. Drew Holiday played exceptional. Chris Middleton played exceptional in the first half and then faded somewhat a little bit in the second half, and yet his scoring wasn't necessarily needed because of Giannis's just dominance in the paint. So if the Bucks again, can figure out how to dominate within the paint, if Giannis will find himself on the post and do the things that Giannis does so, so, so well, which is obviously his ability to shoot within the paint, but also create. When those double and triple teams come, I I can think of one instance in Game 3 on a backdoor cut by Bobby Portis where Bobby Portis ended up with the jam because the defense just swarmed on Giannis and he had the ability to see Bobby cutting along the baseline and was able to dump it off and give him what I'll call an easy two. Granted, anytime you've got these these guys trying to take your head off, so to speak, when you're making your way towards the rim, but he had a clean look, he took advantage of it, and that's the kind of things that Giannis can bring. Giannis does not have to be Kevin Durant. Giannis does not have to hit threes. That's why you've got Chris Middleton. And so if Chris Middleton can find his shot, much like he did in those final two games against the Atlanta Hawks, suddenly the Bucs become a much, much, much more formidable opponent than what we saw in games one and two. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in game four. Again, happening tomorrow night. Wednesday, 8 o'clock, ABC. The Deer District is going to be swarmed. The Pfizer Forum is going to be packed and loud. 
and let's hope the Bucks can even things up at two apiece after its conclusion. Before we take another quick break and continue a discussion, in this case about USA basketball, just want to remind you that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week, we're going to be taking a break as we work our way through some software updates and some technical stuff on this end, but we'll be back with a weekend podcast starting Oh, I would say late Saturday afternoon we'll see it posted, but we'll be back over the weekend and resume our daily podcast next week. But just a reminder that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week will be down for a couple of days as we work through some software and technical issues to get things back up and running and better than ever by the time we get to the weekend. So let's take another quick break, and on the other side of that break, USA Basketball has started its exhibition process as they make their way towards the Olympics, and it's not going well. We'll discuss in a moment. Let's talk some USA basketball as the USA, can we say the this year's version of the Dream Team is really becoming a nightmare rather quickly as professional athletes, professional basketball players have started playing on the USA team beginning back in 1992. And if you remember in the 80s, the USA saw a bit of a slide as far as their dominance went in the sport. There was a change in the rules, and suddenly professional basketball players could play in the Olympics because, quite honestly, there were some European countries that were allowing it. We were not allowing it here in the USA, and some of our college athletes were taking it on the chin when they would participate in the Olympics. And then in 92, we get the dream team. We get Magic, Bird, Jordan, and a whole host of others that absolutely annihilated the rest of the world when it came to basketball. And since 1992, USA has been 54 and 2 in international exhibition competitions. The USA current squad has doubled that loss total in 3 days. Losing now two in a row and they'll take on I think it's Nigeria this evening. And we're starting to see some edginess around the USA team. Head coach Greg Popovich uh, had a very interesting exchange, we'll call it that, with a reporter from The Athletic after the loss last night. We're starting to see, again, that edginess. And we're looking at a team right now, as far as the USA goes, that it's good, but I don't know how great it is. I also don't know how invested these current athletes are at this time. I'm not saying they're not invested. I'm not saying they won't be invested when they get to Tokyo. But right now, you're playing exhibition games in Vegas after coming off of a long season. I just, at least in my mind, think that their their take on things is a little bit different than the rest of the world in that they're they're having a little bit of fun along with playing basketball. But in the midst of that now, the hammer is starting to come down on the team. As, as we're seeing international play, it's a different style of basketball. And the caliber of athlete that's playing overseas has increased dramatically. 
And you'll see that now in the NBA. Let's look right here in Milwaukee. The star of the Bucks is from Greece. You're seeing a lot of international players now playing at a very, very high level and then returning home to play for their country when the Olympics comes. And so the game, slightly different on the international level than what we see in the NBA. And this could be a very, very interesting year once we get to Tokyo. These guys who are a part of the USA team could turn things around, become focused, and just tear the court up. Or we could see some of the same pitfalls we're seeing now in these exhibition games, which would really create a firestorm from the media and others with regards to where basketball is based upon how their play goes in the Olympics. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on, and especially when we're looking at head coach Greg Popovich because he gets a little salty, and if this team doesn't live up to expectation, that saltiness could reach an all-time high. So keep an eye on that. Let's take one more break. I want to end with a little professional golf as we're getting a little insight into the great feud on the PGA Tour. We'll talk about it in just a sec. So just a reminder, and if there was ever a more perfect time to remind people that we will not be doing a podcast Wednesday and Thursday and Friday of this week for technical issues. It was that little snippet right there. So these are the types of things we're going to take the next few days and try and resolve. And then we'll be back with a weekend edition coming up. Probably sometime it will be posted midway to late Saturday. And before we get to this final look at the PGA Tour, Let's remind you that our podcast is being presented by Soul Boxer, crafting and bottling bartender quality cocktails you can enjoy anywhere. The brandy old-fashioned, the bourbon old-fashioned, and the Manhattan are all crafted to remain true to their supper club origins. And we thank Jason and his staff over at Soul Boxer, as always, for supporting what we do here on the 414 Sports Podcast. Let's talk a little golf because the Open begins this week. And of course... Not only are we talking about who we think could win the Open, but we continue to talk about Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau and their little feud that is taking place. And Brooks Kepka opened up a little bit to the media, talking about an instance that took place a few years back when both of them were younger, where it appears that Bryson was unhappy with Brooks' pace of play or vice versa. I think it was Brooks unhappy with Bryson's pace of play, and so it appears that Bryson had said something to Brooks's caddy, and they had a conversation, and it seemed like it was squashed. But only with this generation would video games resurface the squabble. So according to Kepka, some things were said by DeChambeau while playing video games, and According to Brooks, since he opened the door, I figured it was kind of time for me to walk through, and then the feud began again. That is such a 21st century issue that a video game or video game play has resurfaced an old feud, and with both of these players that will be here in Wisconsin playing on the same Ryder Cup team, 
according to Kepka, it won't be a problem. I hope it's not because this state is really looking forward to hosting that match, the Ryder Cup, and with both of those players being such an integral part of what the USA team hopes to do, let's hope whatever this silliness is that it gets squashed and and we're set to play here at Whistling Straits in a couple of months as of right now. Again, the Open this weekend, so enjoy that. Enjoy the All-Star Game tonight. As I said before, just a reminder, we're going to take Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off this week to work on some of the technical issues like I just dealt with there coming out of that little music interlude break and be back strong then on Saturday. Have yourself a great Tuesday. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.